Hello and welcome to the Explore Your Core podcast. I'm the host Elise and on this podcast we delve inwards and explore how some incredible people are following their own passion and purpose. Today I'm joined with Bert and we are both recording from the side of the road. Um, you've been travelling to some pretty <laughs> insane places via motorbike for the last four years so thank you so much for joining. No worries, it's my pleasure. Like you said, indeed, I'm um, I'm next to the road, but I've got a bit of water in front of me, so it's actually yeah. quite alright. Nice river. <laughs> All you need, it's the simple things. <laughs> yeah. Can you paint me a bit more of a picture of you know where where you are and what you've been up to? So I am now in almost the most of New Zealand. I'm on the southeast coast. Of the southern islands of New Zealand and even though you said it's 30 degrees at yours it's here already yeah getting quite a bit chilly around 15 17 degrees and I woke up at like a crisp 7 degrees at the ocean like at the coast so it's not that I'm in the mountains it's bloody beautiful New Zealand so um, yeah. quite 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 a quite different than uh, than in Australia because I was for yeah two and a half years in Australia it's unreal. And yeah, I'm living kind of out of my car at the moment. I feel like even that doesn't feel like I've got much stuff on me, but it's still a full car. How have you packed it down to a, a motorbike? Like what are your, what are some of the hardest things to let go of? And what have been your most important things you've had with you? So, um, well, well, there's actually two things. Be- because you're restricted with only your motorbike gear or, or only your luggage on the motorbike, you you actually start to become quite creative and and um, mm. every every decision you make or everything you buy you think twice or three times about it like oh, is it really worth it like am I gonna buy it right if I buy like like I've got a wetsuit and, and snorkel gear on the motorbike <laughs> now and uh, so I'm I'm like 110 percent packed now I'm too full actually more than I wanted but the like. It's totally worth it for me now surfing in New Zealand and having yeah, the wetsuit and stuff. It's quite bulky, but the 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 added value I've got in comparison with the disadvantage overweights it way more. When you're thinking about what shall I buy, what shall I replace, like what can I swap? So maybe in winter I'll swap the surfboard for a set of split boards and, uh, and some winter gear, yeah, and then I can go in the mountains. Oh, that's unreal. <laughs> That's so crazy. And what do you feel like that's taught you about life, like living out of such or like little room? Well, I, I think uh, you start to appreciate way more your own stuff. As in like, you know, you go to Kmart or, 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 or cheap store and then you can buy a decent looking T-shirt for five or ten dollars, you know. So it's so mm-hmm. deceiving or it's so tempting to buy like some cheap shit and then you've got like new stuff and that kind of gives you a higher or like satisfaction. Whereas I'm literally restricted. I can't have more than five t-shirts or otherwise I've got way too much gear on the bike. So I kind of, I really start to appreciate when I buy something that I try to buy it a bit better quality. Like, for example, all the t-shirts or, or underwears like Merinos, mm. better quality. And then I also kind of, you enjoy it more, buy it, even though it's more expensive, but you, you know also it will last longer and it's... Uh, so on that side, I kind of I'm way more conscious about making decisions in life, both like materialistic, like buying stuff or where shall I go with the bike, and then how how am I gonna lock the bike, for example, and then so I'm kind of way more could say connected to the nature and conscious about making decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Do you feel like you've always been this way where you can, you know, go out and still have fun without drinking or eating out or always like cooking up? Has that been something that's come quite natural to you or very much like a learnt skill? Have you been on the road to adapt and, and go and live that way? For sure, I developed like a lot of things during the trip, like the majority. But I do think that the um, the base of it or like the the origin, it kind of from my, my own personality. Because you, you, you meet people, you meet people who are like on the road and they, they every time go to a hotel or a campground or like, oh, no, uh, just rainwater. No, that's that's uh, my I need to uh, run that through my filter, you know, and I'm like, oh, it, it'll be fine, you know. So you, you, it's also your mentality and how, how you approach your traveling or how you approach the world. So I guess it, it's a mixture uh, and it kind of um, adds to another. And some people would probably have the opposite that they like they they go with really good uh, intentions and then they kind of get it maybe get a bit afraid and like oh no it was terrible um, the, I didn't like the rain and then eventually they kind of bail or something you know so I guess. The things you learn with your your previous experience or intentions kind of make a good coherent uh, evolution or, or like a travel plan or something. Yeah, yeah. That actually reminds me of time I've been to a spot like Wilson's Palm, and I've only been there when I've hiked in. So it's just my pack, and then it's hikers. And yeah, then nice. I went over summer where it was really busy, and I was just mind blown. It was like people had their own pizza ovens and gymnastics set up, like what? and even yeah. bars. It was like I've never seen so much. Even like espresso martinis were made with like coffee machines. It's just crazy. And I guess it comes down to what style you like to live. Like if that's the way you want to do, just go all out on you know one week away with the family and um, have it that kind of that luxury. I mean, by all means, but I think it teaches you a lot when you live very closely with the land when you kind of have to work out how you live based on like the weather or what's been going on that kind of movement patterns just a very different way of living yeah 100 percent. yeah and i do like a bit of comfort or, or i do enjoy like a, a really nice glamping or whatever you know um but yeah the, like you said it's the decisions like i make i make those decisions to live uh with very limited space and then um you're really selective or really conscious about which which part are you going to take or, or which part of luxury are you, are you going to take for example i like a bit of coffee so i've got a mini coffee grinder but that compromises <laughs> that compromises maybe something else because i've got you know like i lose that space so uh, some people would love every day a new boxer short and a new t-shirt <laughs> I, I don't always do that you know so i've got a little bit more space on that aspect so yeah <laughs> Yeah, very much so. Oh, that's so crazy. And four years on the road as well. That's massive. Yeah, in, in April it'll be four years. And where did this kind of stem from? Has this been an idea for a long time? Has this just like come about? Like, can we wind back, if, you know, before this was even an idea and coming into play, what was going on and how was life for you? Well, frankly, I um, I, I wanted to do um, just a like a trip for a year or for nine months, actually. And I wanted to go from Belgium to the Himalayas. And then I went on a trip on my own. And then uh, I, 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 bef- a year and a half before I started planning this trip or before I head off, was heading off, on, I met a girl and I said, look, before we kind of um, go in, I want you to know that I want to do this trip on my own. Because uh, it's a different experience, and I want to ride with the motorbike without like having to think about other people, uh, like the majority of the time. 
So I, as I left on to that nine month journey, and then um, so I was eight months in, in on my trip, and then I realized, wait a minute, like I haven't got any restrictions now back home. I might as well go around the world. And oh then, uh, and then I realized that actually shipping the more to Australia from India to Australia. Shipping it is actually cheaper than flying the motorbike from Nepal to Belgium. That because that was the initial plan. I would after nine months I would fly the back, the motorbike back to Belgium, and it was like a thousand dollars cheaper to ship it to to Australia. And that's kind of how it all started. Oh my God! Wow, that's <laughs> huge. That's huge. Yeah. How do you how do you go about making decisions? Like how do you know what? what feels right to go next if you've got the whole world that you can go travel to like you can just ship your bike over and start riding and traveling how do you then you feel into making the decision and how do you know whether it feels right or not or like what's your process with that well in the beginning for sure it's it's overwhelming possible options where to go and then um well, I, I guess there's two main factors, of course, time and money it's kind of always uh, the, the, the the two major aspects so because I didn't plan actually to, to travel for more than a year uh, and then I was, oh, maybe I should go to Australia, just work for half a year or work for a year, travel around Australia and then go to New Zealand. Uh, so that I was kind of not managing pretty favorable option to go to, to Australia so I could work on a working holiday visa and I could travel. And then, uh, then I would go to New Zealand. But yeah, then COVID broke out and I went all to shit for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, but so so now like the more I'm traveling or the longer I'm traveling, the the less uh long-term plans I make cuz yeah, with the whole covid thing, that was the perfect example as in nothing is certain. Um uh you can book a, you can book your bloody trip a year ahead and then uh pandemic breaks out. So now very relaxed actually like planning. I do have plans, but more like potential plans. I'm like, "Oh, uh, maybe in June, like in, in, in winter here in New Zealand, I'd love to go on a sailboat up to Fiji and Vanuatu and the Solomon Islands. But yeah. I, wouldn't bo- I, I wouldn't book it yet now, you know what I mean? I would inform, I would maybe call some people and then just have it like half planned, but not like a fixed concrete plan. Because it's so easy to change your plans or you meet someone and you want to stay for a couple of weeks together or something with that guy or do some yeah some different stuff and then you already have fixed plans so that's always a bit of a bummer if you can't if you can't change it afterwards yeah i feel like plans means that you can't kind of go with the flow but in saying that plans are always really nice to have that like backup like if something goes wrong or like you're wanting to know what's next it's nice to have a bit of an idea what's your like relationship being with planning like where do you get inspiration from to go for your next travel is it intuitive is it based on what other people are doing and you know about yeah so um it's probably a, a mixture um and the cool part is often i just ask people um friends or locals and they're like oh have you got any id there and then so many times people give like a nice recommendation oh go there uh it's a really nice spot this and that because it's it's fairly easy to find stuff online as in like literally you can go on instagram and then you search for a hashtag as in new zealand best beach or something and then you you find a really beautiful spot and i do do that actually also sometimes i just check images and pictures and travel folders to see for nice spots because it it, 
of course, it's, it's more like tourism or mass tourism oriented, but it, there's a reason why those spots are beautiful. So mm. I do, or, or there's a reason why those spots are popular. So I do often also just have a bit of a look online and then best hike in New Zealand. But then if, if because now all those famous hikes in New Zealand, they're like $400 or something for a bloody ticket. It's mm. getting It's getting outrageous. So then you just search for best alternative and then you find yeah, out that you just stay online. Awesome. Yeah. So um, let's say it's a, it's a mixture from locals or friends. And then I, I definitely do do a bit of research online also, like a week, a week before or two weeks before or sometimes only the day before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah amazing. Because it kind of blows my mind, like how big a weight your decision has. I mean, you can always change it. You can always go back. You can always like go somewhere else but it's just crazy how if you are in a new place like that um kind of determines what your lifestyle's like and what's been going on in the future and I feel like you being on the bike for so long it's kind of paving your own path how does that feel about like moving forward in life yeah well well I kind of tumbled or like rolled a little bit into it so it's kind of probably probably because I'm already for such a long time on the bike now it's kind of difficult to to um to think about like kind of lots of decisions come like and so it's kind of just from your gut feeling us i'll just stay here for a bit whereas back in the days i would kind of um, search for it online and i would see like um um spots um, like see spots or something and then you you would almost like have the fear of of missing out because you didn't mm. see that little spot Whereas now I really started also to appreciate that you can't see everything. And if you want to see uh, a spot good, you're better like staying a day extra in that area. But then at least enjoy everything without rushing and without uh, having the hurry of like, oh, I need to go there. Oh, I want to see that beach. I want to see that uh, uh, lighthouse and this and that. And then you kind of rush through through everything and you maybe miss a lot of details. So mm. I kind of, yeah, I kind of really like try to 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 live slower or or travel slower and then that way you can stay yourself without having the the feeling of being rushed and you can also make more like conscious decisions rather than just living in a rush because frankly traveling is actually exhausting because all the time you're you're searching for new things you're searching for a campground you're searching for your food you're searching for places to see so you kind of you're kind of rushing all the time and then you can actually get a burnout almost from it mm. so you lose your own rhythm in life so it's it's sometimes really for me at least important to to slow down during my travels because otherwise it is literally yeah kind not hard work but it can be mentally uh, draining actually yeah yeah for sure do you still feel like you get FOMO or is that something like yeah, yeah, uh, uh, way less than before. Now I'm like, oh yeah, like it's ch- like I can't be bothered going there. And then because, indeed, with that idea in my mind, if I'm gonna rush everything, then it, everything will have a bit of a of a stressed feeling. Where, whereas if you stay at the beach for like, well, the beach is a bit of a stereotypic example, but then you can enjoy the moment, and then maybe it's, like it's overcast, but then an hour later the sun comes through, and then it's really nice and you're proper enjoying it whereas otherwise you just rock up on a beach and like oh yeah oh, I wanted to go there but it's overcast now and like oh yeah it's not that nice and I'll just go to the next spot you know 
So kind of that feeling of like, I don't really um, have the issue now. Uh, I'll just wait, for example, and maybe the sun comes through. And if the sun doesn't get come through, then uh, it's not the, the end of the world either. So I'm kind of have way more peace with all uh, all the decisions I'm making, mm. I guess. Mm. It's just such an interesting like feeling to be when you are traveling because I feel like you got so much control in your hands compared to when you're, I guess, like just living at home or living normal life where almost life feels like it's coming to you. I feel like it's an interesting place to be in when you're traveling when you're like I actually get to choose who I interact with and choose where I go and choose the direction of my life it's a pretty cool thing to be in yeah and and, and I think the um, it, it, you can't it's not for everybody or as in uh, not, not everybody has the the fortune to have so much time because it takes way more time to travel like that or to have a holiday like that whereas if you have only 10 days you kind of like it makes completely sense and that you want to see lots of things and you want to like try to make the most of it so having having the time is a huge difference which like how you can approach your travel and your life because now i'm kind of like it's not chaos i just want to continue living you know not just traveling uh so like you have to think about your own personal well-being and you know if you're if you're on a holiday you're like 10 days or over a month or four months you just think about only holiday and you might drink every day and have crazy food every day you know but i'm because i'm kind of i'm long-term traveling well at least for my personal ethics i don't want to be drunk every evening and every every evening have like the 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 best food and stuff because otherwise it's going to be expensive or bad for your health or uh, maybe you go out of shape or or you lose like um yeah other things so that's kind of if you have time you can you can implement that during your travel and and that's something what I only started doing or only started appreciating uh, later on during my trip yeah yeah 100% it is it is a different even if you're both traveling at the same time like your long-term traveling is very different to someone who's traveling for a weekend and um yeah what what sparks your purpose like what gives you drive uh, that that's a good one because actually after a while, like um, when I was traveling in Australia, or or at least when 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 the borders opened up back and I could proper travel around Australia, I started kind of losing a little bit of purpose of traveling because I, I had the feeling like oh it's a nice waterfall, but I've seen already so many waterfalls. So mm. I started I started comparing a lot of things, and that's that's it's so difficult to restrain you from doing that. And then um, I was. Like like I said also, because you're living kind of, or you, because you're traveling, but it's also your life now, I wanted to get like proper some uh, or some physical challenges done. So I started surfing and, and also I did in Australia a fair bit of running. Uh, but when you surf and when you, at least when you like get better and, and practice a sport, you, you see progress during your trip or during your, your, uh, your traveling. So every every week, that you that you're surfing or doing another sport during your travel you kind of see a bit of progress and it gives you like a stoke or a motivation and then um forcing you to go surfing or whatever rock climbing or running somewhere uh, will bring you also to a little spot that maybe otherwise you would never go while you're traveling so i really started enjoying to have to like implement hobbies and uh sports uh into my travels now yeah i really i really enjoy that 
rather mm. than than cultural or or nature things because I kind of I was a little bit saturated um after Australia I went for a bit to Indonesia for a month and I felt a little bit saturated with um tourist attractions and mm-hmm. and, and all those things so I really was searching for like a a physical challenge and then uh something where, where I can see improvements and and uh where you can like look forward to to the next day to make a bit of progress again yeah it's been really fascinating i bounced across a lot of hobbies and just been finding that yeah it's really cool to see people travel for yeah a sport or a hobby or something in particular like when i met you at a rapalese climbing it was like everyone's travel was orientated around the rocks and like what kind of rock it was and the season and then, yeah, I meet surfers and it's all about the style and the waves and that's what they chase and that determines their travels. And just recently I went to a downhill skate festival and <laughs> everyone's talking about like the roads in Colorado yeah. and how good the road is. And it's just so funny to see a different element of the travel dictate where people go. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And and, and indeed, when I, when, when I met you in, in Australia, I was I was pretty into, or I'm still into, into rock climbing, but I mean, then because the ocean was too far away i was yeah i was climbing all the time uh so that was great and then when it gets too cold here in new zealand i'll probably start to go back into rock climbing and do a bit of alpinism and and uh, ski touring and then uh, then i'll see progress there and then you you go to like remote spots where mainstream tourists will never be able to go and and those things actually give me the highest satisfaction of traveling these days now uh, the the more like unbeaten path tracks or or the the spots where only little little people uh, will go or that you have to have the skill to be able to get there, and that yeah. makes it even more even more rewarding. I think yeah. I think it makes it more special because not everyone can do it. Like even if you've got money or you're there in that place, it doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to be able to see it. Like you need to know someone or you need to know or like heard of it through a local or had the skills to get to that area i think it makes it more special when you know not just anyone can rock up and see what you're seeing yeah exactly and and it because it's so dangerous these days with social media and and in, like you can you can search everything online and you can you can almost find everything online and already have an opinion up front like oh yeah i really want to go there because it looks really good the beach like i saw some pictures and i read some reviews whereas if you if you first need to do they need to get skilled to get somewhere like climbing up a mountain or whatever, surf a crazy wave or, or something else, go diving. And then you need to build up your skill. You need to rely on, on locals or on like uh, experience from someone else. And then after, after you put effort in, you get only rewarded. And that's for me, like really nice. You climb up a mountain, but if you're a rich guy, you take the helicopter, but it's not the same, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing as well, like the lifestyle of traveling is something that even if you had a lot of money, you wouldn't be able to get. Like, even if someone had so much money, they could go buy, you know, a really nice bike. It's a whole learning and lifestyle and skill to be able to, you know, surf and meet people and live the lifestyle that you live that money really doesn't have anything to do with. It's, um, there's, there's so many little things during your travels that you can't just replace with money or with, uh, with wealth. Like like catching recently, I caught a really nice trout in the river, and then I made 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 like cooked it up on the fire, and then I had food for three people. So those those little experiences are just yeah, you, like you can't replace that with. Uh, it's just yeah, those are really unique, and I really enjoy those those moments. Yeah. Mm, what makes you happiest? Like, what is like what sets your soul on fire? 
Ooh, good one. Um, yeah, well, lots of things, but probably um, uh, like accomplishments, as in like um, when you feel like you accomplished something and you put effort in it and then afterwards you accomplish something. I think those things are really nice. Uh, and I could literally go from asking to a stranger, or especially in, well, in, a, in New Zealand, it's all uh, English speaking, but if you would go to a remote uh, country and you like really try to do uh, like you, you you put quite a bit of effort in trying to talk to a local to I don't know to ask about something and then he he, he understands you and then he eventually invites you in his house for example like that also gives you like a bit of satisfaction of you accomplished to talk with the guy and then in return he invites you in his house and you can sleep in his house or I don't know what but those things of like yes I did it you know and uh, those are really 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 nice um, mm. yeah. and that's something you can't plan as well you can't be like well I just want to end up here and at this person's place it's almost like just a coming from like respect or who you are as a person to be able to get these kind of opportunities True, yeah, because because uh, you see that all, uh, some people are like, oh yeah, I want to go to um, I want to go to Tibet and I want to wear the traditional clothes of the monks or whatever, and then I want to have a picture with it. Or you go to India and have those those really nice looking dresses, and then they've got a fancy picture of of local uh, uh, dresses, and then they go back to 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 their home country and they say, look, um, I was so connected with the local culture mm-hmm. and this and that. And then I really think like, oh, I'm, I think you, this is just exactly the opposite as in, um, so how I traveled in, in India, I literally got invited from, uh, from like families invited me in their house and they said, you have to stay here for two days because our family is going to come and visit you and we're all going to have a meal together. My brother wants to see you. And then we had like a traditional Hindi, um, some kind of, not a folklore festival but some kind of yeah hindi festivity and uh are just unreal things and then if you if you go on a tourist tour you probably can pay a hundred dollars for that and then you have also like a fake traditional party you know but th- th- mm. those those real genuine traditions that you get invited to uh those are are, are just fantastic yeah mm. you know what i think i think it comes down to connection it's the fact True, that yeah. you can't, you know, you can pay for the same experience, but you can't pay for genuine connection. Like that genuine connection you had with the families and the people, there's no other way you can get it than if it's just a genuine connection. And I think at like a human level, like that's the most, um, I don't know, enriching feeling to have. Yeah, I agree. And then, and then especially when both parties are satisfied or like our, our experience happiness, through sharing their experience or their culture or whatever and that, yeah that's really nice because indeed like you say you can pay for it but then it's you know because you paid for it that they're doing this tradition or whatever or this festivity or, or but if you just get invited and they insist that you stay there then you know it's with genuine favor or like joy that they want to do that for you and that's yeah that's that's the best experience indeed yeah I don't think it gets any better than that no, yeah, and, and that can go from, like, I, I've had it, there's a New Zealand also, like, it has nothing to do with, with countries. I had locals inviting me in their house, and literally, they they had the most shitty house, and he invited me in his house, made a meal, and, oh, he was just the best guy ever, it was unreal. 
Um, so yeah, it's just just fantastic sharing experiences with other people and then having a great evening. And in return, I I bought some beers and then you know, and then the the balance is equal. Yeah, that's unreal. And yeah. you've gone through some pretty rugged terrain and isolating kind of like long journeys on the motorbike. How do you then kind of navigate yourself through that loneliness or being awake, like completely isolated? I, I both love and, and um, well, I, I love to be on my own and indeed going to a remote area. And then especially if you don't see people for a couple of days, it, it's, it works really meditating and you, you, you've got lots of head time and time to think for yourself. Um, so it's really nice to yeah think about your life and about your your future and what do you what you want to do and stuff and 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 have a bit of time for yourself like doing a bit of let's say yoga or breath work or something, and then afterwards when you are back in civilization you really appreciate social contact as in talking with some people and making connections and making friends. So I think it's really nice that I've got like the the. The yin and yang, like like several times, I'm traveling on my own, and then sometimes, like in 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 Australia, I met two couples, and on the west coast, we traveled for more than a month together with them, and that was amazing. And then afterwards, I rode again on my own for a bit, and yeah, it's a really nice uh, balance, I reckon. Yeah, and I think you're right in saying that um, alone time is like can be very meditative. Like I find hiking and walking really nice to just have that time alone where I can really have like clarity and like I don't know I feel like I have enough time to really process it because I'm not caught up in conversation every few minutes or like what's going around me I've actually got a couple hours to really sink into something that you might be working through or understanding yeah true it's it's because if if you don't take the time for yourself, often you just forget that you need a bit of me time or time for yourself. And then when you do like a forced activity as in, well, not forced activity, but I mean, when you're hiking, you, you're, you're forced as in being on your own and, and have a bit of time to think for yourself. Whereas if you're all the time busy, sometimes you just forget like, oh, maybe I should think about what did I do last week or what do I want to do and what do I do, want to do in life? Because often that happens just before you go to bed and then you can't sleep because you've, you've got your head full. But it's not the same, you know? Mm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And what do you think is the most beneficial part about being alone? Like, what do you get out of it the most? Like, clear mind or, like, what's... Um, I, um, I really, like, start learning uh, or exploring myself as in, like, what do I really want? Mm-hmm. And um, what do I want to do when I'm back after this trip? Because kind of by the end of the year, I kind of want to go home for a bit and start something, like build something up in Europe or in Belgium. And you really start thinking about that. What do you want to do? How about my friends? And then, so yeah, lots of big questions that I ask myself actually in life. Mm. Uh, And because I had so much time for myself, I'm actually fairly, I've got quite like, fairly good peace with myself so that's quite nice yeah yeah and this is probably a bit a bit of a big question but I'm interested <laughs> in your thoughts around like death is something where you know accident would happen or through traveling and kind of seeing I guess a lot of extreme terrain or lifestyles or you know poverty what's what's been your experience with that I've seen some shocking things which really uh, let me um like realized how 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 crude the world is sometimes. For example, mm. in India, we I was riding over a roundabout, 
and there was there was a, like a cripple. He didn't have legs or only shortened legs, and he was laying on the ground as in like it looked like he was sleeping or just semi dying in the middle of the roundabout. Well, not the middle, but where the cars were riding. Nobody gave a fuck, and they were just going oh around. And I, and I was in the middle of the night, and I, and I saw this, and I. I I literally almost fell from my bike just looking at it like what did I just see and then I looked look backwards and he was still there and I realized that it was yeah, 100% real and then a couple of other things that really made me humble in, in how like realizing how fortunate we are as in we, we, we should never complain about our health system or whatever or like we've got so many advantages that we're just born with and so many other people are just born already with such a with, with such a such a grim future as in like it's really difficult for them to climb up and we already we've got such a head start that mm. kind of yeah yeah that's mm. probably the yeah. learn from that how fortunate we are in the situation like we've got so many possibilities and opportunities we just have to grab them and put a bit of effort in it and then literally the world is your oyster yeah, that's so true. And what are your thoughts on like things happen for a reason or it's meant to be if it happens? Like what what's your thoughts around that? I personally believe more in 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 yourself like rather than in a higher purpose or in thanking God or or, or whoever. I think we are extremely strong as a, as a mind and as a body. For me, the, the the biggest thing is if you can believe in yourself that that it's possible and that you can do it, then yeah you probably can do it and um it gives the biggest drive in in life i think nevertheless some things are indeed also just kind of meant to be you could say and then or just like it works it'll work itself out like things like that so if i do believe also like in you maybe could say the greater good as in eventually it'll itself out and you get invited in the house in one place and then you get you return the favor to someone else as in, you know, like the the karma balance or something. You don't always have to do like return a favor. You know, some people are like, no, just, yeah, like, please stay in my house for the night. And then some other people are like, yeah, but I really want to return the favor and I want to, I want to, I don't know, like give you a gift. But then all, the, the guy is like, no, 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 like just stay here and, and it'll sort itself out in the universe, something like that, you know? <laughs> but yeah. That's kind of my uh, my 10 cents. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that's really interesting. I guess the perspective that traveling gives you on so many things, like it really just opens up your eyes. Yeah, for sure, yeah. I think it's it's been really fascinating having the podcast. Like this is almost at 50 episodes and it's been like my fascination or just an interest in the last couple of years looking through um, mental health and perspective, but also what we're capable of. Like you, when you were saying to like believe in yourself, like we are so capable, like the different people that I've spoken to about having an idea and following it through and pushing their body, pushing their limits is actually crazy. Yeah, I, I think so too. We, we, we live way too comfortable in life. Yeah. We forget how strong we are and where we came from and uh, what we what we struggle to 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 reach this this place or or this position that you are in now and during my travels i did also experience a lot of things like how how capable a human being is of i had a couple of jobs that i did in australia with very very limited uh time that i had to sleep 
uh, and then you realize that you can still function or other things you're on a motorbike and you 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 run out of food or water because you're on a remote track and then you realize also like oh i've been hungry for for two days but yet can still continue you know because you have to and you find that drive whereas back home you, you'll be like you do a hike of maybe four kilometers and you're like oh i'm so hungry i'm gonna go home because yeah I'm, I'm, I'm too hungry i'm dying you know whereas yeah. if you just don't have food and you you know you still have to hike 20 kilometers back and you're already you, you literally ate everything every crumble that you find in your backpack then you just deal with it and go through and then probably the can of tuna that you eat from the motorbike or from wherever you get it it's probably going to taste better than a bloody three-course meal you know yeah yeah, yeah. that's the thing it's not a state to be in all the time like if you're living at home there's no point just going into this starvation mode because you, you know what your body's capable of doing but i think it's yeah really fascinating when it's put to the test what it's really yeah. capable of. times where you've been on the bike and not had anything around or people that get lost on hikes i'm even reading 14 peaks at the moment it's just crazy what yeah we the human body is able to do yeah that's right and and it's not that i want to i don't want to put myself every time in that i don't want to challenge my, myself all the time as in like i like you say i don't want to starve myself or or every time make me feel alive but the, the times that you are forced to 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 push your boundaries or your limits you you, you definitely do feel alive and, and it's a great experience so yeah, it's it's nice to to experience it from time to time, but it's also really nice to live comfortable for yeah. for, for the time. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the same with traveling. Like, it's really nice to be able to yeah, li- like live really cheaply and like live off nothing, and then be able to in- really enjoy you know a cup of coffee or going out for you know you shouldn't always yourself from you know being able to spend money or enjoy these kind of luxuries but it really puts things into perspective when you do have it of just being like well this is amazing <laughs> yeah and once again the the um, the more basic or the more kind of indeed on the limit that you were living afterwards you appreciate the thing so much more and it, it I'm, I'm i believe that it benefits all the every time because you may be You'll be completely satisfied, indeed, with your little coffee that you had, or you'll be, you'll be so grateful that you have a, a warm set of clothes suddenly. Whereas otherwise, it's like, oh, maybe I should buy a new outfit for this and for that, and you like, you you don't really appreciate the stuff that you had before, uh, yeah. or the food or whatever. So yeah, you, you become more humble in life, which is, in my opinion, a good thing. I think, yeah. Yeah, and I think everything is um, seen in comparison. Like if you're day to day with not much the whole like oh you've had one less coffee this week from your instant coffee for example it's like it doesn't make a difference but if you're having say nice coffee every day and then going to an instant it makes a big difference like I think comparison is a big thing and I think that even plays out with our happiness as well like it doesn't matter what our baseline is it's that comparison if things things start to become quite the same and routine like even if you wake up every day in a luxury home, the fact that you've woken up in it seven years in a row, it just becomes that like mundane, not as, you're not grateful, not as grateful if you would then go camping for a week and then go stay at home for a night. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best, the perfect example of, of rich people all, all, always wanting to have more and then they buy a fancy boat and then they go to, to a fancy marina and they see that 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 there's another guy with a bigger boat and then they want to have a bigger boat you know so yeah like like you say if you go back to the basics and then you appreciate what you have and that you realize it doesn't have to be more or better 
or it doesn't always have to be more or better. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you can yep. strip back, the more things that you can actually be grateful for. Like even when um, people have near death experiences or moments like that was like, I'm just even grateful to be breathing or just like alive right now. It's something that not many people think about day to day. You can get so easily caught up in what's going on. So it's pretty powerful stripping it back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. There's so many little things that we all take for granted without, uh, without thinking about it that's so true yeah yeah and i definitely this conversation is a good reminder to kind of see our perspective and and see the world with a new lens of gratitude again true yeah yeah that's right yeah hmm it's been yeah amazing chatting to you and going finding out a little bit about the path that you've been paving which is gone down some incredible like literally some rugged paths through some amazing countries um and for so long as well it's been incredible to hear a little bit about your perspective that life taught you through traveling and living this way yeah my pleasure well that wraps up this week's episode if you enjoyed listening to this podcast follow explore your core on spotify and instagram to be updated with more episodes and share to your socials to help more people be able to follow their passions